All right, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Team Capsules wrapping up the AFC North today, Wiz. And we are talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are going to look a lot different this year, Wiz. Uh, A team, Mike Tomlin, has led them to a winning record every single season. Ben Roethlisberger is no longer his quarterback. So it's a changing of the guard in Pittsburgh, Wiz. Yeah, it really is looking certainly uh, different to see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see a different quarterback for the Steelers for the first time in a long, long time. But as far as fantasy stars go, you know, I'm pretty sure Kenny Pickett will be in there at some point. But as far as my fantasy drafts, I just don't see a scenario of any kind, whether they announce that Pickett's going to be the starter or Trubisky's going to be the starter or however it plays out. Um, I just don't see myself drafting either of those quarterbacks uh, in any format for the upcoming season. Do you have a, a different view on that? Yeah, so I, I have a slightly different view on that. Um, I think, look, a lot, of, a, a lot has happened to Mitch Trubisky's relatively short career out of North Carolina. He gets drafted super early, you know, a few years ago by the Bears and – has one decent season and everything goes kind of pear-shaped for the, for the Bears at that point in time. Uh, you know, he, he's out of a job and finds himself uh, backing up Josh Allen in Buffalo, uh, where he probably gets better tutelage behind a guy like Brian Dable and watching Josh Allen on a day-to-day basis but doesn't get on the field. And now he moves to Pittsburgh where, number one, the offensive line is, under uh, you know, again, under scrutiny. Last year they were really terrible. They did make a couple of uh, – uh, uh, adds ad, additions in the offseason. Um, I think there's some offensive talent on this team still with an up, up and coming t- second year tight end in Fryermuth. We, th- we think they have a solid receiving core, an excellent rookie, rookie season out of their running back. So there's a part of me that is compelled. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of not on that Kenny Pickett bandwagon. And I'd like to see, you know, maybe this kind of more mobile quarterback in, in, in a guy like Trubisky, maybe he does make a difference as a backup quarterback, uh, at least early on the season, where he's able to keep a guy like Pickett off the field in his rookie season. So I, I'm, I'm a little bit more intrigued. I kind of want to see what it looks like in camp, kind of how things are described by the beat writers. Maybe we see a little bit of that in the preseason games. But I guess I, I, call me a little bit more compelled about having Mitch Trubisky as a backup quarterback in fantasy this year. Yeah, I mean, I think for him to have any kind of value, he's going to really have to run the ball and, and have rushing yards and maybe even a couple of rushing touchdowns, which he's capable of. I just don't know. I just don't know. You know, he's the, the offensive line is not great. The play calling is not great. Um, well, the play calling is so, not great. Do you have – I mean, they, they added Cole from your Vikings, right? They added Mitch Daniels from the Bears. So they are trying to improve what they do on this offensive line. But, yeah, I'm just kind of talking about when, when we've seen Mitch Trubisky play well – you're kind of describing what we saw when he was with the Bears, where he was actually able to make a difference with his legs and and, and did show a little bit of consistency uh, dropping back as well. But you know, again, it's 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 more of a shot in the dark. It's more of a lottery ticket, you know, as a backup quarterback. And maybe we get surprised on the upside with this player. Well, I'll tell you someone who's not a shot in the dark, and that's Najee Harris, who workload is probably you know you have to say there's a good chance that. He may lead the NFL in carries and touches this year. Um, they have a lot of confidence in him. He is a hard runner. He catches the ball. Um, you know, I've seen Najee Harris rank somewhere is maybe 
third or fourth at running back overall to like seventh or eighth at running back. Certainly a running back in the top eight or ten, um, you have him kind of closer to the top half of running back one or kind of looking between six and ten. No, top half uh, for the reasons you discussed. Plus the fact you know, I owned the player last year in two leagues, and one of the leagues I owned him in, I won the championship. Uh, in the other league that I owned him in, I made the semifinals. Uh, the workload, there is nothing behind Najee Harris. Uh, he catches the football. Yeah, maybe the yards per carry are not there. Uh, but, you know, he, he does a lot of damage in the passing game. I, I don't see that changing. The guys behind him, like Snell and McFarland, are not very good. So I don't see a scenario where the usage changes with this player. Uh, he was able to stay on this fi- on the field last year. He was able to deal with the shortfalls uh, at um, in, in the offensive line. So, yeah, I, I think this is a situation where, you know, I, as far as touches go, yeah, he could easily lead the NFL in touches at the running back position. Uh, so for those reasons, Wiz, I have him as a top five running back. And, you know, looking at the receivers, you know, I feel like Roethlisberger was, had a lot of confidence in Deontay Johnson. I felt that was growing, and he was clearly the most confident uh, throwing the ball to Deontay Johnson above any of the receivers uh, for the Steelers. And I just feel that, it, you know... He's a good player. He's gotten a little better in terms of dropping the ball. But I have to downgrade him with whoever is going to be calling back in there because it just seemed like there was a really good connection between um, Roethlisberger and Deontay Johnson. Granted, one of them was short plays, but that's where Deontay Johnson excels with his short area quickness and catching those slants and trying to turn them into big plays. So... Um, not having Roethlisberger, I feel, is a little bit of a downgrade. Uh, so I'm going to kind of move Deontay Johnson somewhere in running back and wide receiver too. Um, Chase Claypool, I feel, is a really boomer bust. He's one of the biggest boom bust wide receivers in the NFL. I think a more more often than not, it's bust where he just doesn't get involved enough. So I'll be, you know, looking at Deontay Johnson as wide receiver too, and then maybe. Claypool is as maybe more of a flex wide receiver, um, and they know they have a couple of rookies, uh, you know Pickens and Calvin Austin, who's an interesting player. But I don't know, is there anybody in the receiving core uh, wide receiver? We'll get to Freer Muth in a second, but any of those wide receivers that you feel are fantasy football starters, in your opinion? Yeah, I think it's going to be hard, and I think you you talked about this last year. Uh, you felt. Uh, even with Roethlisberger at quarterback, you thought that the skill set of Chase Claypool was not going to be used properly, and he was ranked too high as a receiver. Uh, I, I probably, I probably look at that situation kind of being similar. I, I was looking at the receiver statistics when Trubisky was the starting because I'm assuming Trubisky is going to be starting to start the season, right? So I took a look at what happened in 2018 when Trubisky did start. Uh, most of the games, and he threw for 24 touchdowns. Now, in that season, you had a, a player like Allen Robinson who only started 12 of the games. He, he was injured, uh, but he was able to catch 55 balls. Trey Burton caught 54 balls in that offense. Taylor Gabriel, if you remember, caught 67 balls. But the one thing that was very noticeable is, and, and, and probably doesn't change in this Steeler attack, is the yards per catch were very low. Uh, and, and I see that being the same situation. So, you know, Trubisky doesn't have that type of big arm. Um, so, 
Yeah, I, I would say these receivers, especially the fact you take the chemistry component out of it with a player like Deontay Johnson who had 1,100 yards receiving, I think you have to downgrade all the receiving core, at least at the wide receiver positions. You know, two rookies, uh, you know, can you trust Pickens coming off an injury? I know Austin, you said, played at Memphis, and we know Memphis players have made their mark in the NFL the last couple of years. But, yeah, I got to downgrade this whole group as a result of, you know, wh- what we are seeing. M- maybe I'm maybe I'm, maybe I'm being too quick quick to that draw, but yeah, I'm downgrading all the receiving court was. And the one player that I'm not really going to downgrade that much is Freemuth. Uh, I feel he's, you know, I've talked about this and I'm going to continue to talk about this. The tight end position, there's a block of tight ends, six to 10 tight ends that I'm pretty comfortable with drafting outside of the top five or six. And Freemuth is, is, is close to the top of that list. And I feel that this player is the type of player in situation that is, should not be downgraded that much. And, um, I think he's going to be used, and um, I think he's still going to be effective, and I certainly have him uh, as a tight end that I would be comfortable starting every week, so having inside the top 12 at the position. So while I'm a little down and downgrading the wide receivers for the Steelers, I'm okay with keeping Freemuth you know, right maybe where he should be, right between like 7 and 10 ranked at tight end position. Um, how do you see it? Yeah, I would agree with that. And he really had a strong second half last year. Most of his touchdowns came in the second half of the year. He had seven of them. I, I think the offense gained and, and the team gained much more confidence as, as the season went along. And, you know, if we think the Steelers are going to be the type of team where they're going to be fighting to be a 500 team, they could easily be the worst team in this division. It's possible, depending on what happens with Deshaun Watson uh, in Cleveland, uh, you know, a team that will be playing from behind a little bit more than normal. So, yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. A, a player like Freemuth, I think, is definitely in that upper half tier of tight ends. Uh, and I, I like kind of like that ranking somewhere between, you know, s- 7 and 10. I think that works out well for me as well. And the special teams for the Steelers, uh, Chris Boswell was amazing last year. Oh, yeah. Eight of nine, eight of nine from 50-plus kicking in a stadium that's really not conducive for long field goals. But he was he was tremendous last year and uh, kind of an underrated kicker. And, you know, if they're going to continue to send him out for long field goals, he'll still have value. So I still see the Steelers and Chris Boswell both inside the top 12 at their position. I'm a little concerned with the Steelers. Um, if it's a rookie quarterback or Trubisky and putting their defense uh, in short fields, if they make mistakes uh, at the quarterback position, but still good enough players um, where I feel both players should be, you know, the Steelers defense and Boswell could be drafted inside the top 10, 12 at the position. How do you see it? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, Boswell last year attempted the second most field goals of any kicker in the league, right? So um, I, I think the stance on Boswell is correct. He's got amazing consistency from long distance. And last year he happened to be sent out for nine of those kicks, despite the fact, like you said, that he's kicking in a tough stadium. So I'm in agreement with you on that. Uh, the Steelers have been probably the most consistent team in terms of sacking the quarterback over, over the last few years. Uh, you know, you got Hayward, you got Watt, you've got Wormley, you got Highsmith. So the sacks are there. Um, you know, I think they have a couple of star players, you know, that they're trying to work with in terms of getting, picking up a player like Miles Jack, who maybe didn't play to his full potential in Jacksonville over the years. Uh, let's see what happens. There's a number of guys coming back from injuries here as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, 
I'm kind of in agreement with you on the Steelers. Probably in the back end of that top 12 is where where I see them. I think the one limitation, as you mentioned, is kind of potentially where the team puts them in challenging spots. Yeah, uh, that, there's no question about it. Probably give that defense a little bit of an uptick if Jacoby Brissett is quarterbacking uh, two, twice against them instead of Deshaun Watson. So just another thing to consider. And let me, you know, Devin Bush coming back to this defense as well. I and mean, you think that makes him because he missed most, if not all, of last year, right? I mean, that, that's a big yes, impact. That's, yep. a, that's a big impact player being out of that. Out of- it sure is. It, it, it absolutely is. So yeah, all, all things to consider um, as we, uh, you know, head to uh, as as you know the start of the season and see how and see how that plays out for sure. So you see, uh, just going back to the court, you see. Pickett starting games for the Steelers, correct? And do you, and do you does that take time to happen, or do you think that could happen very quickly? Uh, I think either scenario, you know, where it could happen quickly, or um, you know, uh, or or it, you know, it could be a situation where you know maybe they're looking for a bye week to make the switch. But you take a quarterback. Um, you know, where they took him, uh, he's a local kid. I just feel like the leash uh, on on Trubisky is not going to be long, and uh, he's going to have to come out of the gate running. Otherwise, uh, you know, they're going to. I feel they're going to make the switch at some point. Trubisky, Kenny Pickett will be quarterbacking some games this year for the uh, for the Steelers. There's no question about that. All right, fantastic, Wiz. Uh, great job as always. Pittsburgh Steeler wrap right there. And we're moving on to the AFC South next. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify and we're on SoundCloud. Uh, yeah, so look forward to catching up on, on the AFC South next, Wiz. And uh, you have yourself a wonderful afternoon. Yeah, you do the same. Thanks.